You are listening in and tuning to the Second Floor Podcast, hosted by Kenny and Cassius. This is Kenny Buller here on a very special episode where we continue to bring more awareness and do our part in recognizing the trials and tribulations and hardships our farmers in India are currently going through. On the Second Floor Podcast, we talk about how to survive, thrive, keep the good vibes going in life, health, and business. We share tips and strategies on how to optimize your lifestyle outside the nine to five grind. And today we bring to you something that literally hits very close to home. I couldn't think of anyone better than someone in my personal network named Bartesh Gill. He is a practicing lawyer in India who is going to share the immense amount of struggle our farmers are dealing with all over India right now. You know, for those of you who've heard, farmers have been peacefully protesting now for several weeks. And it's, as an update doing this introduction, it's it's not getting any better. It's getting worse. They're facing um, high levels of Um, violence being put their way for standing up for certain laws that they would like to revoke and change for the better part of you know being able to still make a living for their families and due to the unfortunate events of the government imposing these laws on them they are forced to consider giving up everything and their life legacies or continue to fight every single day that they can to ensure that things can go back to you know normal and and normal even being something that um, is still a struggle to continue to deal with for farmers you know I'm I'm not going to get too emotionally um, involved in in the introduction right away here I'm going to let the episode speak for itself For those of you who've been following um, my personal page, you do know that this is something that, you know, I I care tremendously a lot about given that, you know, my family, you know, had they not been farmers, had they not done this um, as their chosen occupation in India, you know, we wouldn't even be here in Canada and, and, and we wouldn't be as privileged to be living the life that we are now. So, you know, this is, this is a big deal. This is something that, you know, when I started looking into it, we started creating an initiative around Fight for Farmers and Run for Farmers here in our hometown. Collectively, thank you to all our donators, all our supporters and followers, um, all our runners, our fighters. We, we've raised over $10,000 towards Kalsa Aid. And Kalsa Aid is an organization in which help aiming to provide humanitarian aid in disaster areas and civil conflict zones around the world so all of this money is going towards supplies and food that is uh, feeding um, as many people as as possible who are protesting in india so please you know if you want to support if you believe in this cause take a look at my link in my instagram kenny underscore buller you know where to find me every single penny counts and outside of that just 
at the very least tune into this episode and let's get educated on you know how bad this really is for farmers in india from the one and only partesh a practicing lawyer uh son of a father who's a judge in india as well and someone who is on scene who's been to the protests and um is seeing um you know how terrible this is before his eyes so without further ado guys tune in hopefully you know you learn something here and uh we get a better understanding of uh, what's going on in india right now so All right. Well, Partesh, welcome to the Second Floor Podcast, my friend. It is absolutely an honor to have you on our show out here in Western Canada. And you are all the way from India in Punjab, joining us in our conversation today to talk about the farmers protesting in New Delhi. This is a very passionate subject you and I are going to be talking about. It hits very close to home. I am honored to have you on. You are someone I've known for many years now. I feel like just over a decade from my good cousin brother, Sikandar Rana Dillon. And I appreciate you being on the show, my friend. Welcome. Thank you, man. It's my honor to represent uh, farmers who are sitting at Delhi. And it's my honor to re- represent at, at a very big level so that our demands can be heard all around the world so i actually i actually thank you for you know inviting me for this interview for this podcast so every everyone can know about it what's going on so absolutely i yes, i couldn't please. think of any better person partesh especially when i asked sekandar and i asked him if there's anyone on the ground level in india right now who he might personally know or who he can direct me to and when he brought you up it it really warmed my heart because i know you personally so it makes for a more organic conversation and you're a lawyer as well and your father is yes. a judge and your family has personal ties to um you know how much you know about the judicial the judicial law court system as well as just how involved you are because you also come from you know a jat family and a family of farmers yeah, yeah. so if we can just start this conversation partesh in regards to why we're having it in the first place that would give our audience uh, a better understanding mm-hmm. because everyone here in canada is is definitely starting to get awareness of you know protesters in India being out there and recognizing that this is one of the biggest protests peaceful protests in the world to date and more than 6 weeks in now farmers are still relentlessly staying out there in the cold weather day after day doing their best to make sure that these laws don't get put in place so if we can start with the why why should we know about this and why is it important yeah you know you know i would like to start it from you know uh, uh in the midst of this coronavirus you know uh, our indian government passed an ordinance that is a 
executive order by the president of India to, uh, you know, he brought, brought those laws uh, by an executive order, uh, not democratically. Uh, there were four bills, three were farm bills and one was electricity amendment bills. There were other bills also, uh, but we uh, but we will talk about those four important bills. So one was the Farmers Produce Trade and Commerce Act. Uh, you know this bill actually you know will dismantle a marketing system which is already going on in Punjab and Haryana as well as as well as in other states. This will dismantle, uh, you know, a system that is very organized. We have around 7,000 market, markets in which farmers come and sold their produce and they are gonna dismantle it. And states receive tax from it. And uh, those tax are used in the development, development purpose, uh, like, uh, they built roads, uh, they built uh, hospitals, schools in the rural areas of India, in the Punjab and Haryana, and as well as in other states also. So, and the other bills, other bill, bills were uh, the Farmers Agreement on Price Assurance and Farm Services Act. And the third one uh, was Essential Commodities Act. The second one was a uh, second, second bill was uh, for the, uh, you know, the contract forming bill. Uh, this bill was, you know, was very controversial. You know, farmers has been uh, saying that uh, they, their uh, lands would be taken up by the, you know, big firms, big capitalist firms. And uh, there were issues regarding how how they will you know deal with those big firms uh, after they come in their con contract or you know. And the third bill was the Essential Commodities Act. Commodities Act. There I was find a that the way these laws are even written and the way they're even yeah, yeah. stated to Partesh is in a way where you could probably agree with me. It sounds like it's going to be beneficial, yet a lot of farmers read in between the lines and recognize that there's yeah. certain things not in there, such as the minimal support price and, you know, uh, the middleman who's a part of the the system that allows them to be able to be a, having a guaranteed price when it comes to selling mm. their goods. Would you agree that that's one of the biggest so, things that made so, them frustrated? Uh, so, so. I, I gave you the little introduction about these three bills. So let me uh, give you some background about it. Let, let's go to, uh, let's, let's go deep into it. So what, uh, uh, what the, uh, these bills will do in future, you know, they will, uh, they will create an open market in India, you know, and uh, with the open market, there will there will be no MSP. There will be no minimum support price for the farmers for their produce, because in the open market, the prices are set up by the demand and supply. That's that's known known to all. That's known to everybody. So what they did, uh, they they amended Essential Commodities Act. 
all right this is very important this is very important uh they amended essential commodities commodities act which restrict uh holding of the essential commodities like uh, wheat rice pulses cereals up to an extent like they they restricted but in this bill in the new amendment bill amended bill they legalize the holding of the essential commodities that's very important and with the with uh, what the effect we, we will have uh, after the uh, you know enforcement of these bills what big firms will do they they uh, they will come they will buy it they will they, they are going to come and they will uh, pay more than the msp for 2 and 3 years they they are going to store the uh, store the pulses store the cereals so store they are going to store it at a very large quantity and afterwards you know when when they are all stored up and they they will play with the uh, supply and and because they have uh, ample amount of the storage they they're going to play with the demand and supply and they are not going to buy the uh, those uh, producers because they know they know that they have ample of amount and they can uh, you know uh, they will uh, they will have a monopoly over the market and they can so yeah. i know you and me discussed this before and just so everyone yeah. else can understand from your perspective yeah. when someone looks at it like okay well now farmers can store their goods isn't that a good thing when in reality they can so, keep things in a particular container container for a longer period of time and be able to sell them later on uh why don't you give us an idea here partish of like why this screws them over yeah yeah farmer in india you know is is not a big farmer like america and like in canada so we have a small farmer here who have on average like 4 to 5 acre acres of land and they can't uh, you know they can't afford to store their produce you know they 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 require the uh, the amount after they you know harvest their produce they they require the money right after it right after the harvest because they are, they are sm- small farmers they they can't uh, store the uh, food so what what those private farms will do they 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 don't uh, they will uh, store it and they will play with the market not the farmer the actual beneficiary of these bills are the co- corporate firms not the farmer they are right they are right that farmers will get the better prices but you know that's not not for the long term they they are going to pay for just uh you know first two first two or three crops you know like afterwards uh you know they will not even buy uh, buy it they're not going to they're go- not going to buy it from the farmers because they will have a uh, huge amount of it and yeah the corporate the, the corporate giants will be able to have way more accessibility to more yeah. goods and to to being able to keep the goods more fresh compared to the small yeah. farmers who They have nothing. They 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 can't even. Unfortunately, some of them afford tractors to be able to have, 
you know, so, enough infrastructure to, to keep building. So, they have to do so, hard man so labor. We, these three bills, you know, in a combination is a very deadly, you know, very, these three, uh, three bills are deadly combination. And with this, uh, you know, uh, corporate firms will take over the agriculture sector in India and, uh, and they are the actual beneficiary and farmers will not be benefited by these bills. So if we go in our history, you know, our, our economy, our economy is a mixed economy. Uh, what we are seeing today is we are changing, uh, we, are in, we are inclining and we are changing our, uh, you know, pattern towards capitalism. We are, we are growing to uh, a capitalism and we are becoming a capitalist economy. But our economy is a, a mixed economy. We are half capitalist and half socialist. And what Modi government is doing, uh, I, I, would not, I, I would not like to name Modi because, you know, it's, it will... It will get controversial after you know. Afterwards, you can. I've noticed people it. get very upset yeah, when you mention the yeah, name. Man. I just noticed you know, that in media, a lot of people are being very careful with yeah. putting the blame so, on him. So, so what? What the first bill will do? Uh, the Farmers Produce Trade and Commerce Act. You know, this will dismantle the government infrastructure, which is already in force, and. This, this will dismantle it and uh, this, this will create private markets in which farmers can sell their produce. It will be a like free market structure and uh, they will not get minimum support price because prices would be set up by the demand and supply again. And the second one, Essential Commodities Act, uh, government is legalizing holding of essential commodities. So, what what the impact we will we will uh, see after two two years or three years uh, that uh, we will not be able to sell our crops. You know, the farmers would be you know devastated by the, these bills, and situation w will be very bad. And Actually, uh, they are, uh, you know, they are not give, they are not giving the minimum support price. You know, minimum support price price is the you know by the name is minimum that farmer should get get for its crop for the time period for for the investment he has made on the crop plus the time. That's the minimum he's getting, but these bills are not even assuring the minimum price for their crops so uh, situation uh, you know you know would be these coming years would be very uh, very bad for the farmers do you, you feel know like that's, that's why the biggest thing partage too that uh, is is upsetting farmers right now like if that was still there if minimum support price was still there would this protest be as big of a deal or would you, like would you argue that that is the main biggest thing yes. that farmers are so worried about because that's the yes. guarantee that's gone. 
Yes, that's the guarantee. That's the guarantee for for the small farmer who have who has set his uh, you know uh, uh, who is uh, who has set its uh, expenditure according to the income because he known that I will get around one lakh after after this harvest. He know I am gonna uh, spend ten thousand here, uh, thirty thousand here. I'm gonna save a, a bit for the future and uh, you know after these bills he he's not sure what, how much he, he's gonna get you know income uh, will be you know uh, fluctuating every year every season so and fluctuation is not going upwards and those fluctuation uh, you know it's a down, downward trend to the income and uh, government which which should be doing uh, you know to improve or to increase the uh, income of the farmers you know government is doing what what government government is doing he, uh, you know government is actually uh, you know uh, actually helping those corp corporate firms and uh, actually uh, after these bills the income of the farmers would go, you know, downwards. And that is and it's the already reason. so low. It's already like yeah, for some man. of these farmers, it's, I heard that they're getting paid 20,000 rupees a year. That is yeah. nothing. That's not even what? $2,000. Yeah. That's so, so what government is doing, you know, you know, they, they are making the farmers handicapped. They are saying we are, we are spending so much on the subsidies. We, Farmers are not asking for the subsidies. You know, they are asking for the income. They are, they are not asking for the subs subsidies. They are asking for the income. Why don't they, they are making the farmers self-reliant? So, so, so these, these farmers' bills are, you know, very, uh, very dangerous. And this ultimately would have an impact on the uh, other sectors also you know after after the corporates uh, corporate sector comes into these essential commodities you know the inflation would go high because they can they can deal they can deal with the prices they can increase it they can decrease it at any time because there is no restriction to it. And inflation would be at a peak. And it would be, uh, you know, very uh, critical situation. Very, uh, you know, very bad for the common man who can't, who can't afford uh, a meal for one time in a day do you feel like inflation increases at all through um, the ability to now uh, price those goods at any cost now that it's under the control of uh, being a free market and now that commercial and corporate companies can hike up the price higher because they have more freedom is that part of the inflation increasing because what you're touching upon now, Partej, is going to affect everyone worldwide. And that's based off of 
the crops, the produce, the spices that are coming from India. I'm pretty sure that is something that um, uh, yeah, everyone yeah. is slightly worried about, right? Is if prices are increasing internal, internally, domestically, they will increase internationally. If, definitely, if, uh, if definitely. I stand corrected. Definitely, man. Uh, this will have an impact have an impact on uh, whole the world, whole of the world. And uh, we'll, we'll see uh, hike in prices in Canada. Uh, you know, in America, uh, we export a lot of agriculture products from India to, uh, to whole the world. So, so definitely uh, we'll see an uh, impact on the economy, on the international economy. Yeah. And do you have an idea of how the inflation is going to end up increasing? Is it just based off of the free market being able to increase prices at any cost now without any control? Uh, inflation, uh, you know, uh, inflation, uh, uh, the essential commodities act, I have been talking about it, you know, I have been talking about it uh, and I uh, also, you know, mentioned that this is very important. This is the key, key part of, of, of all those, uh, of all these uh, form laws, you know, they, they, they are going to hold it, you know, they will buy it. They will, uh, so let talk about uh, the you know let's talk about the uh, scenario what what will actually happen you know what what yes let's talk about it man uh, so initially initially they will uh, they will you know say that we are giving uh, 100 rupees above the msp minimum support price and what farmers going to do farmers going to you know go key, let's sell it sell it to them we're getting hundreds, hundred rupees more than the minimum price. Okay, man, let's sell it, sell it to them. They're going to buy it. They're going to buy it at a very large quantity. They're going to store it because they have the infrastructure. They have the capital. They have capital to build uh, more and bigger, bigger uh, infrastructure to store. They have the capacity and after two and three, two or three harvest, you know what they're gonna do when when uh, farmers gonna gonna go, they will say that you know we are not offering the same prices that we were offering before. They they will say we have you know ample amount of storage, you know we we will uh, you know we will buy it you know below five hundred rupees now. What farm is gonna do? You know, he had he had already invested so much time, so much capital, and uh, for the crop. And he had a big loss. Will, yeah, man. Huge loss. And yeah, so this is the key point. One so, of sorry, go ahead. No, no, sorry. I, I was gonna say like one of the biggest things I read into again sounds like it's a good idea where they decide to go into a free market where now farmers can sell beyond their borders 
They can go anywhere now. Prior to, I believe, they had to stay in a very particular area and only sell um, in and around the, the, those spots. But now, oh, you can go travel outside this area, go here, go there. That is something that farmers are actually upset about. Can you give us an idea, Partesh, of why that actually ends up not working in uh, the small farmer's favor? And and by the way, when I say small farmers, I just want people to understand that, like, yes, there are certain farmers where they will be okay from this. They have the infrastructure. They have, you know, the technology. They have the the, the, the finances to be able to quickly adapt. Yeah. When it's small yeah. farmers, that's a majority of the people out there protesting. That's hundreds of thousands of people who are getting screwed yeah. over. And, and those are the individuals who aren't making as much and don't have technology and don't have enough income to be able to adjust accordingly to these changes. So um, if you can kind of share with us, Partej, what um, this is going to do to them, uh, that's still going to hurt them if now they're able to sell beyond borders. It, it sounds like it's a good thing, but why don't you share with us why it, it, not, it, it isn't? You know, uh, prior to these uh, the, these bills, and uh, you know the situation earlier was, uh, you know there are only a few states which provide uh, MSP on the agriculture produce, and there are only certain crops on which MSP is given. There are actually twenty three crops, and wheat, rice, uh, some pulses, and few others are are in it so uh, and uh, uh, we get uh, msp on rice and wheat only in punjab and haryana and what farmers do in other states you know what they do is uh, you know they pay the uh, you know market tax to punjab government or the uh, haryana government they sell it here on the msp because in, in their state, the government isn't buying it on a minimum support price. So if Modi is saying, if the Indian government is saying that uh, the farmer can sell it anywhere in the country, uh, that would be wrong because already uh, there is a system we can sell it off anywhere. And there is no restriction to it because it is our produce, it is our right, we can sell it any, anywhere. There is, there is a Supreme Court judgment, High Court judgment on it. And nobody, nobody can restrict us. They are just fooling the nation, you know. They're fooling the whole world. It's like saying, you know what, we created a new law that anyone out there can eat. Everyone's welcome to eat. It's like, yeah, we were already able to eat. We're able to eat freely like this could like, so you're saying like this could have already been done. It's just one of those yeah. things he's adding in to make it seem like it's okay. If I'm hearing that correctly. You know, these are, you know, just for, uh, you know, these things are just for marketing its uh, agenda, like its bills. These are actually not beneficial at all. And these, these things are already in, enforced. And these things are already going on. And 
the important other important thing is that you know the fci uh, it is the food corporation of india which lifts uh, which lifts uh, these uh, two crops there are other certain crops also but the two major crops uh, which is wheat crop and the rice crop uh, on the msp and what government is doing they are dismantling they are disinvesting it from uh, they are disinvesting uh, from fci and uh, you know if the uh, ma major uh, if the buyer they, if there is no buyer who's going to buy it so another key point uh, so what government is doing so they are disinf disinvesting from the food corporation of india which actually buys the buys the agriculture produce from punjab and haryana uh, those are actually a few crops which uh, the corporation buys it is a corporation of central government of india and uh, they buy it from the farmers and they give a minimum support price to them so what government government is doing they are dismantling it they are disinvesting and they call it as a you know white elephant uh, a corporation of no use who is in debt and uh, who is you know uh, is useless and they are uh, they are that's why they are implementing private markets in which big firms gonna come and they will they will you know play with the market and play with the prices afterwards so there will be no guarantee of the minimum price and we are not going to get it that's why we are protesting that's why we are protesting so these bills you know actually are are against public they're also against the democracy you know uh, if we if if we check uh, how these bills were you know passed in the uh, rajya sabha it is very undemocratically so you know the, we, so so actually um, bjp have uh, you know uh, proper majority in the lower house that is the lok sabha so in upper house in the rajya sabha they they didn't have the uh, full majority so they didn't even you know uh, uh, didn't even uh, call for the vote to pass the bill in the rajya sabha they just uh, you know passed it in a very casual manner there was no debate on such a such an impo important issue there was no debate in the parliament while there was so much you know uh, so much protest by the opposition that th there must be proper debate on these bills before it get passed so these bills are uh, passed they, they are passed very uh, in a very undemocratic way and normally there is a healthy debate normally there is yeah, an element yeah. of okay let's hear both sides of the parties and then you will at that very end of the discussion see which end of the majority uh, carries more weight and they decided yep. to completely neglect that they meaning the federal government federal government yeah we call it uh, central government here 
Yeah. And it's yeah, central government. And it's important to know that because for those who don't know, farmers were already in a position of less power than normal prior to this. This is just, as we like to say here, the cherry on top. This is that like, okay, this is the final end of the straw. We are getting the terrible end of the stick. It is now time that we fight for our rights. Because correct me if I'm wrong, Partage, things weren't going so well even before Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, farmers has been dying before. They, there were many suicides. And, uh, you know, their situation was very upsetting before also. Over 20,000 know, farmers have passed away, yeah, I believe, in the past, yeah. I think, decade due to suicide. Yeah. That was You're one right. of the things I was reading. You're right. You're the right. deaths of farmers, 37% of them are from suicide. These statistics were from uh, a reliable source from some of the research I've done. I'll make sure I share those links, but that's ridiculous. And that's based off yeah. of them being in a large amount of debt because the government, their situation, their industry, even prior to this has lacked the ability to financially compensate them accordingly in a fair and just manner. Yeah, you're right. Constantly you're take right. out loans, constantly. And then they really recognize they're like, you know, not to be for how they ended their life, but they recognize that they're so deep in debt, they don't even have the chance to live a decent living anymore. It's so sad. Instead of improving the farmer's uh, lifestyle, their, you know, uh, their gross annual income, government is actually, you know, trying to, uh, uh, you know, decrease their income. Uh, they are actually handicapped. They, are, they have made the farmers handicapped. You know, you know, all they need, uh, they, they will give the farmers subsidies, they will give them, you know, uh, other things like uh, insurance, uh, uh, other benefits, but they are not improving the farmer situation, they are not increasing their income. So, so they are actually, uh, you know, making them happy handicapped so they so they can use them uh, by giving them more and more subsidies but what they should actually do is to improve the uh, income but but this is the actual thing this is the actual politics so, so yeah man so they they are making they are making us dependent on them yeah, you're like at your yeah. you're at your own two knees, just hoping and praying that these changes happen, yeah. which is exactly why they're down there. I, I really yeah, appreciate man. you breaking down the the severity of this, Bartesh. You know, telling us about the laws and, and and notifying you know why it's so serious. Like you said, it legitimately puts farmers in a position of of, of feeling handicapped. And the the crazy reality is, is when you look at the agriculture industry in India, it it essentially is, is, I believe, what was it, like 60% of the workers in India are farmers? Like yeah. a large, large... More than 60. More than, more than, than 60. Two. 
It's yeah. more than one in two people in India are farmers. And so, so no wonder why millions of people were storming their way over to the Delhi border while dealing with tear gas and dealing with, you know, cold water pumps being thrown at them, yet still persevering and pushing through to, to make a bold statement and recognizing how unfair this is. Uh, you're right. Uh, you know, more than 70% of Indian population is in agriculture sector and their agriculture income is the primary source of the source of income of these people. And, you know, government, uh, what farmers is saying that we are not, not opposing uh, this initiative, but we welcome the private payers, we welcome the big farms, but, but when we see those, uh, those other two bills, you know, uh, what the impact we, we will have, you know, we are dismantling the uh, system which we, uh, which we already have. The, they are dismantling the food corporation of India, the actual buyer, and the, the only player which will remain afterwards is the private player, which is the big firms. And they're going to have a mo monopoly on these uh, for, uh, on this agricultural sector. And, uh, you know, afterwards, you know, then the inflation comes. They compete then, afterwards. Yeah, man. Then, then uh, there would be, you know, more, um, more and more suicides, you know. Uh, yeah. You're yeah, sitting there. You're open. It's not going to happen that's right very, away. That's very upsetting. That's very upsetting. Yeah. So, so, so we are not against the private private sector coming into agriculture industry. We are not against it. But, but if we see the uh, the combination of these bills, they are only for the private sector. The only beneficiary Benefits. of these bills. Every single one. Everything. So, I mean, uh, private investment in, uh, in any industry is a very, is a key part and is very important. You can have, you can't have a growth in any industry without a private investment. That's, that, 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 what, that's what is capitalism, man. So, so what, what they are doing is they are not thinking about the common man. They're not thinking about the small farmer. They're only thinking about the big farms. They're only thinking about the uh, economy. They're, they're not thinking about uh, the common man. So how can we, from your perspective as a lawyer, be able to grow the economy and at the same time, think of the common man, the little guys. What would be in, in your perspective, Bartish, your recommended solution for how we can, let's just say, change these laws for the better under both circumstances? Because if they personally, the government feel like the economy is not growing prosperously any more than it should, from the agricultural industry, from what it seems, again, I'm very careful when I say that because mm. of um, you know not being as aware as you are. But then, like, okay, how can we grow the economy and make sure farmers, all farmers, have a, a 
the fair means of uh, of living. What would be the that's idea? very simple, man. That's the minimum support price. Yeah, that's so very just simple. Keep things the same. Keep keep the yeah. the way it's been going. Yeah, uh, and the uh, the minimum uh, price should be given as a right to them. And there should be a there should be a limit to the uh, holding of these essential uh, commodities, essential grains, pulses. There should be a some limit. There should be a some uh, cap. And and. And there should be a balance between uh, the government sector and the private sector. Government should not uh, disinvest completely. There, sh there, sh there should be corporations. Uh, you know, uh, you know when when we actually uh, uh, when we got our freedom, and there there was no private player because there was no 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 big farms only there were few families uh, we had reliance oh sorry we had tata and we had birlas you know who actually helped our uh, industrial sector to grow by uh, investing by creating jobs by investing in, in infrastructure and at that time we only had government jobs because uh, there there were only uh, public sector uh, there public sector there was uh, there were uh, you know uh, corporations there were companies which were owned by the government they they uh, they created jobs they created income they created everything for the economy but you know after we liberalized our economy in 1991, uh, our uh, Prime Minister Manmohan Singh, who was a finance minister at that time, uh, we liberalized our economy and we uh, allowed foreign direct investment in our economy. We allowed, and in many sectors which, uh, uh, which were not allowed earlier, we Looking allowed- Looking back now, did that help? Was that, yeah, was that helpful, liberalizing? Yes, man, definitely. It was quite, quite helpful. That's why we, you know, we grew at a very high pace. And uh, that's why we are now the one of the biggest economy in the whole world. Yeah, yeah, true. yeah. That, that was very important. But, but we should keep, uh, you know, the government owned companies the corporation side by side we should have a balance yeah. because the, because uh, you know in india there are people who are below the poverty line very below you know we we can't we can't uh, you know change our approach to totally towards the capitalism we should have uh, companies uh, companies owned by the government as well as the private firms. So, because uh, uh, government can invest, uh, because they can uh, invest, they can generate jobs. Uh, private, 
private uh, investment is very limited and uh, government can invest in any way they have huge amount of funds they can create many jobs but private investment is uh, very limited it's so, so government true. yeah man so government investment is must so so if we evaluate these whole you know these bills and these all farmers protest and agitation you know there there's a lot of going there's a lot of things going on here and this is man this is a very critical situation and today even today you know uh, it is a very good news for us supreme court actually put those uh, three bills farm, uh, those three farm bills on hold till the next order and uh, they actually hold the implementation of these bills that's uh, huge because yeah man so that's progress that's that's full on like that's what a lot of farmers were hoping for is that correct uh no No, no actually we are demanding uh, we are demanding yeah. uh, repealing of these uh, bills yeah. we so, we want we want that government should take these uh, bills back putting them on hold is only like half a step closer to where you guys want to go it's it's still no, you're still on thin ice this is this is this is a temporary temporary thing you know uh, if we don't have a solution uh soon uh, they will come into force in another few months this isn't enough to stop our farmers to protest no this is like- and they, they have also they have also made a committee on these bills that uh, you know uh, that will uh, mediate the matter between farmers and uh, the government and they have also named uh, four members who will Uh, head that committee and uh, and the farmers have you know have uh, taken it very seriously because you know they say those four members who who will head that committee is pro government and pro new new farm bills they they say we we will not uh, you know uh go and sit with the uh committee we will not have a, a proper solution with them now, they will be impartial to them the biggest thing i'm curious about partish is i want to ask you about what it was like being at the protest you were there you were doing some seva some selfless service you were giving people um blankets you and your friends you know gave hundreds of different blankets and and some you know items to help them feel more safe out there yeah. staying out there in the cold that's very very nice of you guys um just share with me the experience like for someone who was actually there and 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 just being a part of the protest guide me through what was going in your head and then what that experience was like and uh, while you do you that know, I'm going to reset the camera here I'm listening. You know, it's it's more of like a historic and a religious place for us. 
the like protest sites are more of uh, historic place and religious uh, place for us now then you know i was watching uh, on the television that farmers are there when they were going uh, from punjab to delhi they you know they were stopped by the uh, haryana government by the police and by the uh, other uh, central police forces they had you know so much uh, they were they were you know uh, forced to uh, you know uh, have a uh, you know uh, they, they were uh, you know uh, they were fo- forced to stay uh, back from the punjab border after that they you know protested you know they uh, they faced a lot man they, you know they uh, actually fought with the uh, armed uh, armed police and you know uh, and make made their made their way to the delhi you know actually it was very uh, emotional moment for us also uh, you know i was watching on the television and you know I, i actually got emotional that you know the babas of you know 80 80 years old and you know like and uh, old persons who who you know were there and uh, and i was feeling that you know I, i'm like i'm just i'm just in my you know 2020s and you know i should be there and i'm also a farmer they are also doing it for me and you know i plan i plan it with my uh, friend and you know uh, in few days we collected some things uh, essential items for them and we you know we went there and when we actually saw the whole site you know uh, you know we were amazed we were shocked you know people you know they when we had a talk with them you know they are so uh, motivated and they are so they are so anti government they are and they 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 say that you know they are ready to face anything and they will not go back without you know repealing those bills they they just want those bills back and they are there are babas of our grandfather age, age and you know they are sitting there and you know uh, having a crowd among them and you know have a uh, you know uh, religious speech, religious uh, teaching to the uh, younger generation it's amazing because they're not only doing it for man, themselves they're doing yeah, it man. for their kids their kids kids they're doing this for they're paving the way for the next generation to ensure that they don't yeah, have man. to deal with such scrutiny and actually they have you know laid a they have laid a foundation stone against the uh, indian government the current indian government who's the foundation stone the farmers okay yeah yeah, yeah. so because uh, you know uh after modi came pa- modi came in power uh in the second term you know he started 
you know implementing his, his you know main agendas he he uh, you know he abrogated the article 370 in jammu and kashmir you know that was done uh, you know undemocratically you know people people were opposing it and uh, he you know cut off the uh, whole uh, communication with the uh, with the india and uh, there was no communication from jammu and kashmir because uh, there was lot going on there there were many protests there were many things happened but we don't know he manipulated the whole thing and after that there were other things and uh, then he came to this uh, farmers and people were already you know in you know there were there were a lot of distrust in the people already they were they were you know they were you know they were against against the indian government because there were their situation was already very critical as you mentioned earlier that they were they were uh, doing suicides you know they don't have a proper income they are living below poverty you know after these these bills this movement started and now we are even calling it a second uh, you know second fight for a second war of independence yeah yeah man there really is you know yeah he he is he's acting like a dictator because he has a absolute majority nobody can stop him and i have also told you the reason uh, you know how how these uh, you know bills were passed and these bills are undemocratic and it shouldn't be allowed you know to to come in force so with us you know we're we're young we have our full future ahead of us you know you're about to embark in your journey and 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 starting your career in law especially when you come here to Canada Pradesh there's going to be many people in your shoes who are going to become lawyers in the future in india or 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 now are just embarking their journey on studying law then outside of that there's just so many young people who can potentially make a difference in india in canada around the world now my question to you is you know to confirm first of all if we're currently doing the right thing by building awareness right having you on the show talking about what's going on uh bringing this to the attention to our audience uh but at large everyone sharing certain posts on social media sharing how serious this is and creating awareness but then also let's say for instance for us with what some of my friends and I are doing is we're raising funds we're raising money towards Kalsa Aid International to provide supplies and provide um food for those out there protesting now is this enough is this is this all that we could do is keep showing and telling people what's going on and then feeding and supporting those who are protesting is there anything else you feel like we can do to make a plausible difference and and this is our chance for uh you know myself potentially uh, my audience to just 
see what it is we can do to help the millions of people out there suffering in India right now um, in terms of being worried that they might not go back home to a job or they're going to they're going to fight for it or die trying. Uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, uh, we are uh, helping them uh, financially and uh, we are helping them emotionally. The other thing what we can do, I think, is, uh, you know, we, if we can spread this, you know, all around the world, that would, you know, make this moment an international moment and you know this would have a great impact and you know in in this era you know this is this is an era of information we you know we have we have got, get, gathered at uh, such a large number only because of the information because we had our our uh, our community had has so much information because we are everywhere. We are in Europe. We are in North America. We are in New York Times. In Middle East. It's incredible. Like yeah. as far as uh, so the the media, but I feel a, like you're talking about so like we're everywhere. Indians are everywhere so, around the world. Yeah, man. So we are everywhere, and uh, if we can make this moment inter an international moment that man that would be great man because modi government is adamant to you know take these bills back they're not gonna take it they're gonna they're not gonna take it easily we we if we should if we should you know educate and if we should you know aware uh, more and more people to uh, uh, of these bills you know we, we would be doing our part, you know, that would be great. Everyone can't go and sit there. If we, if we are sharing something on our social profiles, if we are, you know, making people aware, man, you know, that's, that's all it takes to, you know, make this moment big. Absolutely. That's, that's what you're doing, man. I, I really appreciate me, man, what you're doing, you're, you know, you're going on runs, you're running, uh, you know, around 20 kilometers every day and you're on a, you know, strict uh, recovery diet. You're, you have your, you know, uh, you're taking off from your work and uh, doing so much for the, you know, Kisans, for the farmers. Man, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. You're doing what you can do. That means a lot, brother. That's, that's exactly what we're trying to do. You know, I feel like I would, I wouldn't do justice for our community if we didn't have someone of your stature and your knowledge and your appreciation for what's going on um, and, and share it to light with us and to continue to educate myself, right? I mean, the, the biggest thing, man, that I thought of when this started to really build traction was you know, what if this happened 30 years ago? What if this happened 20 years ago, 40 years ago? It was still going on when there was the initial, I forgot what they called it, green revolution or something along yeah. the lines of uh, when farmers were dealing with a lot of change then too. So uh, let me tell you, you know, uh, 
you know, after the independence, we were not self-reliant. You know, the government needed needed us to grow these uh, crops, these essential crops. That's why you know the green revolution came. You know, they they actually actually motivated us to grow these wheat, rice, and they they this. they said that we will give you the minimum prices we will give you the guaranteed price for your crops grow it so okay then the government the farmers actually you know had no other alternative and they started sowing it and what now government did is that uh, they have they have taken all the guaranteed which were given earlier and uh, now we are you know now it's a flip we, of that the green revolution was good yeah it was like yeah. the beginning of the boom like of okay now we're starting to get minimum support price now things are looking good for farmers and that, like again like thank you for sharing that because that's exactly it man is like we have to put ourselves in the farmer's shoes and state right now when we left india when our parents and our grandparents and generationally when they found opportunities to come back here it was at a golden moment to do so it was at an uh, opportunistic moment of let's plan something exciting for our kids let's go to a place where there's more opportunity and they had the financial ability to do so now i imagine in 2021 if if i was a, a kid living then or i was someone planning to come to canada that dream is washed up now that's gone covid aside that's something now as a farmer that maybe you had high hopes in going abroad giving your students some education because there's still some areas in india the rural areas where there's no internet there's not even any education there's not much chances of being able to go beyond what it is that your parents do for a living so what what like blew my mind was just like really putting myself in the shoes of those fighting right now because it's do or die for them you know it's like yeah. it's like hopefully they could put food on their table the next day and that's when i was like okay well this is very serious this is where like if what if this was happening to my family and it is you know my my, my grandparents still have land there on both sides my mama ji my uncle he's out there and they're dealing with it right now and it hits very close to home and That's why man like I really appreciate you mentioning the runs like I told myself I need to put myself through some element of misery during the winter time. My coach <laughs> he told me that. He, one of my coaches he's like, "You know what Kenny, if you want to develop a mutt mentality, you know, he told me he's like you're like a purebred. You're like, you know, you come from a good family, you have a good upbringing, everything's nice." He's like, "If you really want to eat dirt and you really want to put your face into the ground and know what it's like to to come out more alive than ever before than be like a mutt. <laughs> First thing I thought of at that time was I already started planning for a run, but I tied it into the connection of running for farmers because you know every step we take it's closer to the finish line. Same for farmers, the more they stay there, the more they decide to not turn back and they keep fighting the good fight, they're going to win. Eventually the government will come into their senses the notice the whole Definitely. world's watching you know the the the, the central government of india is going to be like yeah we just look like a bunch of pieces of shits here we 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 look like we need to get our act together and i hope i mean who knows 
Maybe it, uh, maybe it won't be, but at the very end of the day, we knew that we thousands of miles away put our foot down and we're running for farmers. We're fighting for farmers. We're raising money. It's, it's something that just goes above and beyond what's currently happening in India. And it just makes me believe that our world's a smaller place after all. And we get affected either through here in our heart, um, mentally, financially, spiritually, you name it. But um, every single little difference, um, every single little thing you do makes small little difference. And um, that's, that's why we're here today, man. Yeah, man, definitely. And, you know, uh, that's what I was talking before, that every little thing, if we share, if we talk about it, you know, if we are awareing, if we are going there and helping them, you know, everything, you, we are becoming a part of this moment mm -hmm. by, you know, we, you know, it is not necessary that we should be there. We, we can, we can be at our homes and we can support our, uh, you know, those farmers and, uh, uh, yeah, you are right, man. You know, the farmers who are sitting there, uh, had already taken, you know, debt on the two, uh, two coming crops, you know, the crops which are yet to come, the crops which are yet to be harvested, you know, they have taken uh, debt from the, you know, private financiers, uh, which are called artias or the middlemen. And, uh, you know, and now they don't know if they will get a, uh, you know, guaranteed price of their harvest. That's why they are sitting there. The people who are sitting there don't have the other income source. The, uh, you know, people who, who are only, you know, have a primary source agriculture uh, income as a, a agriculture income, you know, they are, they are sitting there, there from the day one. And because, you know, they are, they are really upset, you know, they are, uh, they're, they're not sure that if they, uh, if they go back and uh, what will happen if they, you know, uh, what will happen next uh, because their, uh, their uh, crops are not gonna lifted by the government agencies. They are not, they will not get the minimum support price and they are already in debt. What are they going to do? They're going to, they, we are going to have more and more suicides. They're going to die. And, and people are dying there. They are getting emotional. Even, even, uh, you know, uh, there was a religious head, uh, you know, of our community, uh, yeah, he was from uh, some gurdwara and he he wrote a note and he he said that i couldn't see see these farmers their situation i couldn't see he got emotional and you know uh, he uh, <laughs> left the world and there 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 are many people who are dying there because of the cold and who are dying uh, because they can't bear it. Well, I'll never forget what you told me when you said, you know, prior to our call, you're like, Kenny, one of the, the babas, 
you know, one of one of the, the, the priests or one of the farmers, he said, I, I'd rather die here. You know, if they decide to come down here and, and, and shoot at us and the government decides to end our life, I'd rather die a quick death than a slow death when I go back. Yeah. And, right. and recognize how badly this is going to right, man. ruin my right. my entire life's savings. You know? So that's what they are saying that you know the you know the government actually you know uh, when when they uh, started gathering at the borders Delhi borders you know they actually tried to defuse this situation by saying that there is a COVID going on you can you can't gather at such a large number so you know what they said that you know coronavirus only has 2% of mortality rate and these farm bills have 100% of mortality rate we're gonna die because of it so this thing is very sure that you know their their current situation gonna deplete they they will get more dependent on the uh, private farms who will not you know ask them afterwards that you know uh, okay like uh, they they're gonna give up they're gonna give them you know better prices for uh, initially you know for two or three years but afterwards you know they are gone they might not even uh, they they not even you know buy those crops afterwards you know private firms are like okay uh, if they are in losses or if if they are in uh, you know if they change their mind afterwards they have they have you know uh, arranged uh, ample amount of storage or they managed to store a lot of uh, wheat or rice or pulses they said okay we are not uh, we, we, are, we are not buying it we have ample amount of uh, these grains now we are changing our business to uh, other thing <laughs> we are not into this business yeah, so it's a big deal. And you know what? I want to take the time now as we conclude, Bartesh, in seeing if there's any question you wish I had asked you or anything we wish we covered that we didn't get the chance to in regards to the farmers protesting and um, creating more awareness around this subject. Uh Even I can't think of, uh, you know, other questions. Yeah, no, I, I, we have discussed a lot. We have, we did. We have discussed we did. a lot in detail, yeah. 100%, man. Uh, I feel like we, we've covered the laws. We covered why it's important uh, that we know about this. We covered what we could do to contribute, right? Sharing this, sharing any news in regards to the protests happening, you know, tagging big anchored news outlets, um, on all social media platforms, um, as well as donating, right? I mean, uh, I'd love for people to, uh, if they're listening to this, please, if you feel like you want to donate a dollar of your hard-earned income um, towards this cause, go on my link in my Instagram. It's right on there. We have a goal of hitting $10,000 and we're currently halfway there. So uh, that, that, that's one way of uh, being able to support and we have um, pretty much that 
which will help provide supplies and food through Khalsa aid to everyone out there protesting right now. And at the same time, that's that's our way of financially supporting, our way of emotionally and physically supporting is we're running a marathon. So anyone around the world who wants to help us prepare for this, by the time, excuse me, this episode goes out, we probably would have accomplished it, but I want to keep running uh, as an active activity in my in my day-to-day week to week so you know people in india people here like join our group we share how often we're running we're motivated to run for farmers we're getting physically fit as well and it's a great way to get the community involved so um that's that's pretty much uh concludes our episode partish i i really appreciate your time um is there any other closing remarks you'd like to make my friend man it's really been my honor to be here with you and you know uh, um, it's my honor to represent uh, uh, you know my community uh, my our farmers who are sitting there uh, you know if i can aware anyone if if i can aware if if i can you know educate anyone regarding these bills you know you know i will you know feel uh, very uh, you know uh, what should I say? Satisfied, you know. I, I I will feel very satisfied that you know I have done my part, and now it's your turn. Whoever is watching, I love and it. So yeah, we should do our part, man. So it's it's not about kisans, it's not about the farmers, it's it's about the humanity. People are dying. People will die. So it's it's about the humanity. So we should do our part. So man, you should be keep running. It will keep you fed and you will be raising a lot of money, which will definitely gonna support us and our cause. And uh, uh, we will have that, that will ensure proper, uh, you know, uh, amount of uh, things uh, which are uh, required constantly over the borders, whether they are, you know, food items or the blankets or the other things, you know, and plus keep a wearing man. That's very important. 100%. That's that. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, you know, it, it was my honor, man. I really, really like, like talking to you and you made me so comfortable today. And, you know, I didn't even thought that I'm on the interview or on a podcast. That's so, awesome yeah man that means a lot Partej. that's that's always the goal man is to make the guest feel as comfortable as possible whether it's in person or or even uh virtually right and uh yeah. you know there's always there's always a closing question we like to ask is i'd love to know your feedback man we ask every single one of our guests this is anyone we bring onto the second floor we find they provide us knowledge they provide us strategies they provide our audience tips on how to elevate their life right on how to become as you mentioned just a better human become more aware of how to do so in life in business and health you name it now you know outside of everything we talked about as a young uh you know knowledgeable man a hungry man who's out here wanting to come to canada and and, and study and become a, a a practitioner in law and even just in general why don't you share with us Bartesh? 
what do you believe it takes to make it to the second floor, to, to get to the next level in life? You know, so many people will be here on the baseline uh, or they, they want to grow. They, 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 they want to get uncomfortable. They want to make that next step. Uh, what do you believe it takes to get there? Uh, could you could you frame your question again? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, think of it this way: like, some people they they are very okay with just staying uh, right on the level, right? So, like, like yeah, you get some people who think, "Oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, "No, yeah, you see, you can go up. You can go all the way up." And then someone says, "Oh, ma, and then you tell them or share with them, okay, here you are, but these are some of the, you have to think this way, you have to act this way uh, to make it to the next level. So that, that's why we call it second floor, right? Is the, the ability, the, the ability to, to elevate to the next level, take it up a notch, right? So in your case, maybe if you want need to motivate or tell anyone to, to make that happen, what, what are some tips you wanna share with them? What mentality do they need to have uh to get to the second floor uh you know uh i have been taught by 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 my father that um you know you can do anything but be the best you know if you are the best you know you can be at you know at any level you you can be here but but still at this level you 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 know you have a lot of admirers you know, people will admire you. You could be here also, but if you are the best, you know, uh, people will admire you. People will, you know, you know, think of becoming you. You know, Th they will admire your lifestyle, your, you know, your skills, uh, your, your everything. So, uh, you know, if if you are in this podcast thing uh, or this, you know, if you are running or if you're doing anything man be the best if you're the best you know you you're you are uh, you can go at any level you can uh, you know the sky is the limit then then uh, you will not stop at any level and people you will have a lot of admire admirer uh, and uh, you know that all it takes and you will be all, always satisfied that you know you're doing your best and uh, the the best isn't isn't mean that you should be best you should give your best i yeah. think you know the outcome doesn't matter man outcome doesn't matter if as long as you know you gave it your all yeah man you know if if i'm if i'm working uh, very hard for a thing like if I'm uh, working if I'm uh, working on a paper or anything or an assignment you know even if I if I fail you know my colleagues uh, my friends who will see me working would admire me you know man you you did your hundred percent you did your 110 percent that's worth celebrating like, right there yeah man that's awesome so, that's like yeah, tying so it back to everything we talked about today and asking yourself, do you feel like you gave as much contribution and as much, let's say, information to yourself 
and to others who need to be made aware of what's going on to shape your worldview and to have a better understanding of, um, you know, we're all one. And if, if, if there's others suffering, we suffer with them or we, we find a way to ensure they no longer suffer. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, uh, you know, I will keep doing my part, you know, as long as it takes. Yeah. Anyway, whether, whether it you is being on the show is a huge part, man, huge part, taking time out of your day, researching more and just, just already having such a good understanding because you care about it. I, I love that, man. Yeah, man. Especially, you know, uh, even, even I have, uh, you know, agricultural land, uh, we are from the same background, uh, like you, you said, you have, you know, agricultural land back in India, in Punjab, and your grandfather, your, you know, great grandfathers, uh, you know, had the same profession. And uh, like, like you, that, uh, like you, and uh, we are alike, man. So uh, even, even I am, you know, uh, I'm, I have changed my profession, you know, my primary profession to this uh, advocacy, uh, but um, you know, I have a, I will always have a soft cor corner for the farmers mm -hmm. because uh, I am from, you know, I am from them. Whatever we have today is from the agriculture background only. We we grow, we 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 uh, we we you know hard. We had a, a you know. I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional because I, I have a flashback of those farmers who are sitting there. I don't know uh, what's happening. I'm getting a little emotional because, you know, uh, we, you know, we have seen a lot of things in, in Punjab. Uh, we worked hard. We changed our profession because the agriculture income was uh, not enough for us to survive. I mean, it is not enough for anyone to survive. So that's why we changed our primary professions to other things. So now we are into businesses. Also, we are in. We are. We are doctors. We are uh, in litigation. We are in jobs, service sector. We are everywhere. But you know, uh, but deep inside, and when we see our, our uh, grandparents, our fathers, you know, they, they did the, you know, they did kheti with their hands. They did farming, you know, you know, my father used to tell me that, you know, he, he used to, uh, he used to drove that, you know, uh, uh, trolley, sugar cane, sugar cane trolley. Have you seen it? You know, uh, uh, we have a uh, trolley and it is, you know, uh, loaded with the sugar cane. Delicious. He used to go and he, yeah, he used to go to the mill, sugar mill. And he, he told me many times that, you know, uh, I have seen, uh, you know, uh, tough days, man. But, uh, but now, you know, he, uh, he worked very hard. He started from scratch. He, you know, uh, he's been a senior lawyer at uh, district court, Kurdaspur, as well 
as well as in uh, Punjab and Haryana High Court. Now he's a judge, and uh, I've seen him, you know, doing uh, so much in his life. And I, I take, I take motivation from my dad. You can take it from your family. You can take it from your friends, man. You know, uh, and so that's why you know. Uh, so I am second generation in this, uh, you know, profession, uh, this legal profession. Now I have to take it to second floor. So Love it. Love now, it. <laughs> so, 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 so now you know I am preparing for, uh, you know, Canadian bar exams. Uh, I will be appearing for the Ontario bar exams uh, pretty soon. Uh, already. Uh, my evaluation process is going on and i have also you know i would like to show you i've also ordered you know criminal law books uh, nice wow canadian criminal law uh, yeah you're studying away man here we go <laughs> yeah man and i've started my uh, my you know studies uh, for it and hopefully, you know, it would be my honor uh, to be a part of uh, Canadian uh, legal fraternity. And uh, I wish I could serve my community there also. And, uh, uh, you know, it would be my, you know, my dream to serve uh, the, to serve uh, the, uh, to serve my community at the international level. Yeah, absolutely. Because, because because we we uh, we sh we are everywhere like we punjabis we Amazing. indians we are everywhere we we need our people to lead to guide us and uh, you know i would be you know grateful to the god you know uh, i would be great grateful to the you know uh, the uh, canadian government and uh, Ontario state government or whether any, whichever province uh, I go, I don't know yet, but, uh, you know, the Canadian government is, you know, uh, giving so much opportunity to our youth and to hold the world, not not to the Indians only, to hold the world, you know, they are, they are actually open to the whole world. Anyone can come who who is, you know, determined to do hard work he can have a very good lifestyle over there. And uh, like, like, I mean, man, I was talking about, uh, uh, about KB to my, one of my friend today, like, man, you, your family came here and, uh, you, uh, and you guys did a wonderful job and you guys take, take it to the second floor. <laughs> Thanks, bro. That means a lot. Yeah. Yeah, man. And actually, man, uh, you know, I, I feel so much proud, man. Uh, we, we, we are now representing at, uh, you know, at an international level in, yeah. in, in, the, in the wrestling thing. And in the UFC, in the mixed yeah. martial, mixed yeah. martial arts, we were not there before. 100%, and, man. Yeah, man. So it's, it's a big thing, man. We are I growing. I feel that. so happy. I feel so happy, man. Thank you, Partish. Because, because, because these things only happen because of the better opportunity and the better platform we yeah. we get. Yeah. My heart is full, man. Honestly, the 
the words you said, the, you know, how well-spoken you are, how, how sure I am that once you come to Canada, you're not just going to make it to the second floor, man. You'll make it to the third floor. <laughs> you know, the, the sky is the limit for you. You made uh, your community proud. You made your father proud and your family proud. And uh, most importantly, you've made yourself proud. And uh, I appreciate your time, Partesh. This uh, is definitely the conclusion of our episode. And I'm so, so happy, man, with the words you said. I really feel like we're going to create a tremendous amount of awareness. And I personally am learning more about the cause out of this conversation. So thank you so much, brother. We will uh, end it on that note off air. And I appreciate you coming on, man.